Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Crossword for the week of June 6th, 2017. My goodness, the time is flying by. We're already into June of this uh, year. Can't believe it. Anyway, we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about the Canon podcast. We have a rebuttal to some of the arguments that were made there. We also have a whole lot of events that are coming up, including a lot of personal appearances from some of the actors that you've seen in the Ghostbusters films and television series. We're going to do a little bit of PR for them. Here we go. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! I set I set an alarm for myself. That's how prepared. Oh I was. no. I'm sorry, especially after last week when I was like, you needed to sleep, and then uh, here we are. I'm like, at, at 10 o'clock, I saw you were offline, and I was like, uh-oh, is Chris sleeping He's again? He's done it again. Is he okay? Yeah. But you're good. You're here. You're ready to no, no, you're plow through it. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to do a, a lethargic podcast again. It's going to be the, hey, remember last week when we sounded so upbeat and so rested, and, and <laughs> like the wind was underneath our sails. This week nothing courage we got uh I, I actually here's the thing i drank one of the uh the stone brewery uh root stouts do you know about this it's the like will wheaton uh, uh yeah i'm familiar with Woot stout yeah it's their like, limited one. edition brew uh very good very tasty and then you remember that it's like uh 12 percent abv after you uh after you drink it you're like oh my lips are numb i mean <laughs> Let's go record a podcast. Ah. Yeah. So you had you had Canadian beer, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Canadian All beer, twelve percent. Right. Well, you guys have metric up there, right? It's like double it and add thirty or something like that. Isn't that what you're supposed mm. to do? Nah, alcohol is alcohol the world round. <laughs> it's measured the same everywhere. Oh, okay. All right. You got uh, you got three. <laughs> the beers Russians said on metric, it's been percentages and proof since the Russians <laughs> laid it down. We haven't. Nobody's bothered to change it since. Ah, we'll go back to the Russian metric system soon. But hey, anyway, um, uh, let's let's talk about other things. Uh, I, I, so I took your advice, Chris. Before we get into the news here, I listened to the <laughs> Canon podcast. You idiot! Wait, what'd you do? Uh, well, I, I listened to a lot of your advice. And uh, first and foremost, I think I'm wanted by the law. But also, uh, I listened to the Canon podcast, and I... Uh, <laughs> So I found myself getting really worked up over something that, until you had mentioned it, I had no idea even existed. Uh-huh. So I, I feel like I almost need to sort of like we need to we need to form a rebuttal here on the air for what they said. Now we'll get to why I feel like this is all null and void. But at the same time, like I when I was listening, Chris, you mentioned that there were mentioned there were moments that I was going to be yelling at this uh, podcast and saying like, no, that's wrong, and oh come on, guys, that's. <laughs> The second movie, or that's not the name of it, and you, you had forewarned us that that would happen. So I'll give you that. Yeah, I did. However, <laughs> the host, who is uh, Amy Nicholson, who is the chief film critic for MTV News, the chief film critic, who also sort of foolishly says that she, when they're talking about Ghostbusters being admitted to the canon, she says, 
I think, Paul Shearer, you're just applying a lot of your childhood to this movie. Like, you're you're transposing your great childhood memories onto this movie. But hey, let's talk about how great the never-ending story was. There's this whole section where she goes, God, no, the never-ending story was such a great movie. Like, wait, what? What crazy planet are we on? That was It was a great movie when we were kids. Yeah. Not so much now when you watch it and you go back and... You go, oh, that, uh, okay, Atreyu, uh, you're, uh, sure, whatever, buddy. Um, but anyway, so I, I just, I didn't really see eye to eye with them. And I think I was really checked out after on that podcast when they started talking about how Elmer Bernstein's music was, and I quote, annoying. <laughs> was it, uh, with both of them or mostly That was her? just, it was Amy Nicholson and, and to her credit, Paul, she's... Paul, Paul Shear is, well, he's the one who came in as advocate, right? Yeah, so. he came in, he was very pro-Ghostbusters. So for, for people who are not familiar, if you haven't been listening to the, the previous episodes, the Canon Podcast is, it's a podcast that was started by Devin Faraci and Amy Nicholson a, a few years ago where they would take movies from the zeitgeist, from pop culture, and admit them into the canon, their list of all of these movies that should follow us uh, until death do we part kind of their like their smithsonian review of movies right uh so to give you an idea things like um uh jaws has made it into the canon uh the grand budapest hotel has made it into the canon the terminator has made it into the canon uh the thing has made it into the canon but alien has and alien hasn't there's a lot of sort of weird questionable choices here but but anyway so uh so this podcast they were talking about if ghostbusters should be admitted to their list of the canon and paul Shear comes in and he goes oh my god ghostbusters was the seminal film if you listen to the podcast last week chris said yeah paul Shear comes in and he says uh, people say it was uh, Star Wars, it was Raiders, that was their movie that they grew up on. Uh, mine was Ghostbusters, and I, I nominate it for the canon. And for a good 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes of the podcast, I feel like they are both in agreement. Like Amy Nicholson and Paul Shear, like, yes, this movie is fantastic. There are so many things going for it. What's the deal with the ghost blowjobs? We both don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's let's kind of look past that. Then in the last 10 minutes, and maybe it's just for good podcasting to have a counterpoint to the point, Amy Nicholson says, you know what, Paul, I don't think this movie should be admitted to the canon. And here are the reasons why. Number one, Peter Venkman is a jerk. But for a good hour before that, they talk about how Peter Venkman was a jerk. And we know this. This is sort of the machismo 80s that Peter Venkman is kind of a, he's kind of a sleazy guy. If you look back on the the movie now he's mm-hmm. not really that great of a person he's a likable character because he's bill murray but he's just not that great of a guy um but then chief among their reasons for the movie not being admitted to the canon is what they call elmer bernstein's repetitive annoying 50s rock and roll score now i'm not i'm i'm not calling it 50s rock and roll score this is their words now uh which we all know i mean Elmer Bernstein, it was, it's the same thing he did in Stripes. He used a lot of theremin and a lot of uh, synthesized sort of what his, his quote-unquote scary music that he used in the Thriller music video. Uh, a lot of stuff that was of its time, I still think it holds up incredibly well. Um, but this, for some reason, they fixated on this, and that's where I was like, ah, Chris, is this why you think I'm yelling at the, 
the the stupid radio <laughs> while I'm driving to work because I am. This is so frustrating. <laughs> the only problem with that, the main problem with that whole podcast is that Paul Shear being an improv guy does have a tendency to uh, a natural inclination to yes and he does he does even even when it's counter to his position and he calls it out and he's he's very cordial about it i mean it's it's sort of the antithesis to a a uh, an internet argument where paul shear goes you're wrong and let me tell you the reasons why you're wrong he doesn't say that he does say like oh my god really that's what you think and then she kind of exacerbates the problem by saying like, I think that you just watch the cartoon and you like the cartoon more than the movie. And you're just applying all of your thoughts towards the characters in the cartoon into the movie. And Paul Shear goes, wait, hold on time out. I, I'm not a big fan of the cartoon. I'm not a big fan of the second movie. Wait, why are you imprinting this upon me? Is this, is this helping your argument by telling me this? It's such a weird thing that happens, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Paul Shear is, he's very, he's very nice about it. And the problem is, this is, it's a lack of research. Uh, both of them do not sound like they have just recently watched the film, no. which is, which is very, it's aggravating because here they are, they're, they're talking analytically about a film uh, that neither one of them seem like they have watched in the last maybe like week two weeks month two months three months i'm not entirely sure because and it's i i will give them the benefit of the doubt that they cannot quote it verbatim like you and i can chris but yeah uh, but at the same time it's like that was mostly what i was um (laughs) i i I tuned her out because since there's two sides like i'm just it's discussion like they they have to have a discussion they generate some discussion so i just sort of tuned it out like we We've talked about this before, right? It's it's all kind of um, subjective. So fine, whatever. What I was getting, and this goes to your point that I don't think I know Paul loves it. I don't think he's seen it in a while, and certainly hasn't internalized it. Is there stuff like they were they were trying to figure out why Winston was bothering? Like they didn't they didn't seem to give him a lot, and <laughs> right. it was kind of hard and scary. And then Paul's like, mind you, they're busting a lot of ghosts and, you know, they're charging big money. So, I mean, he's probably making good money. That's probably part of it. And I'm like, you've forgotten the 11 5 a year. Yeah, quoters. yeah. He's like, making like less than minimum wage here. He's, uh, he actually outright complains that he's he's not getting paid enough yeah. for the hassle they have to go through. So it was little things like that where I'm like, no, oh, come on. Yeah. Well, and, and they do make a good argument because at one point during the podcast, they talk about how – they are judging the film on the merit of what it was supposed to be and then what it ended up becoming because they, they do come back to Winston being an underdeveloped character that he shows up after the second act and he's really completely ineffective in terms of like, why is he there? He's just there for Ray and Egon to be talking to so that the audience understands what's happening while Peter is gone. Like that's, he's there because Paul Shear sort of says it's, it's lazy writing. It's, it's like they needed a device for the commoner to understand what was going on. And so that's that's why they introduced Winston Zedmore. I would argue, yes, I would, I would understand that. Yes, uh, we know everybody that's listening to this podcast, I hope, knows that uh, like at one point there was going to be a huge role for Eddie Murphy and he was going to be there from act one with them from start to finish and... Uh, it was going to be this huge meaty starring role. And then they decided that they needed to introduce the 
the audience point of view when things started to get really, really weird so that they could be talking in layman's terms to the audience. So they would be able to keep up and, and understand what was happening. Um, and, and yes, in a certain, in a certain respect, that is kind of lazy writing. I don't know that I'd call it lazy, but it was, it was necessary for the, for the 1984 audience that was coming to see this movie. It seemed like it was necessary. It was totally necessary. Cause it's not like, like now you can make a movie and everybody goes, Oh, kind of like ghostbusters. And the shorthand is there. Cause we're all familiar with ghostbusters. Right. Prior yeah. to that, it wasn't, it wasn't there. Right. So it's not, it's not, nothing is lazy writing when it's the first time out. <laughs> sure. Right? Like, yeah. There, there was a, a certain amount of handholding that had to happen in 1984 that now necessarily doesn't need to happen. I was just watching independence day resurgence resurgence. God uh, help me at, before we started recording. But look at that movie in the first hour of that movie. They assume you know everything. They assume that you have seen the entire first movie. They assume you know that aliens are attacking. They assume that you know that we have taken alien technology and transposed it into our own. And like there, there's a certain amount of assumptions that you're you're able to. It's it's nice. I mean, it's great, especially as a storyteller. When you look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, hopefully this isn't a spoiler, but you can introduce the Watchers. And everybody goes, what was that? And they can go look it up or you know what that is, where 10, 20 years ago, you could have never done such a thing. Um, so I, I don't know. There, it, it was just, it was really frustrating, Chris. And at the same time, it's all for naught because they did introduce this movie into the canon because the the audiences, the, the listeners of the podcast have spoken. They were able to vote on it. They introduced it yeah. into the canon. It got the... The green check mark on the Wikipedia and it's in the canon, you know, her, her whole thing about, I don't think it should be. Well, you've recorded an episode. Once you've recorded an episode, it's pretty much going in. It's to the people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and the argument that she was standing on was not very solid as to why it should not be introduced to the canon. Um, so I don't know. It, 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 it was a good podcast. I love Paul Shear. I'm a huge fan of Paul Shear, and I'm glad that he came in and he was sort of speaking in our corner as Ghostbusters fans. Uh, but uh, it was kind of a frustrating ride. So um, go if go seek it out if you guys listen to it. And then I mean, it's it, it came out like April. It's been about four weeks now, so it's like their April 23rd edition, I want to say. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I got really worked up, Chris, and I I didn't know that it existed until you told me about it. And then I was like, I need to tell them. They don't understand. I just have they not read the IDW comics, and have they not? Oh boy, we just we need to just walk them away. So many things. Yeah, just walk away. It is. It's it's a lot easier to just walk away than to engage. But uh, at any rate, hey, how are you doing? What's going? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know the usual. Uh, I the the funny thing is I listened to that Canon podcast and I was about to to send you a Twitter message and have this conversation with you offline and then I thought you know what let's save just it for the save podcast. it for the podcast yeah. save it for the podcast. Uh, yeah, I, things, things I, I are make good, no apologies. Like. I make no apologies. Well, the uh, in in better news, the uh, I was there too podcast. I I did subscribe to that. I have not seen the Ghostbusters podcast pop up as you guys are listening to this. Yeah, I'm um, a little confused because there's four episodes that his buddies recorded. Ghostbusters is one of them. He said he was going away for a month for his honeymoon. 
but it only comes out every two weeks. So, <laughs> so probably this week would be my guess. But if you're listening to this now, in the next couple of days, it'll pop up. I thought yeah. it was going to be last week when I mentioned it. Maybe it's it the last out, one. Yeah. But, I mean, in the meantime, because uh, you turned me on to it, Chris, there are some great uh, shows on there with like they had Tom Wilson talking about Back to the Future. It's a really good podcast. Uh, that was a fantastic one. Just um, really good stuff. Uh, what's his name in Aliens? Uh, I think he was no he was the first uh, one of the first uh, marines to drop oh like where's Bowski Uh, god I can't remember Uh, okay shoot anyways that was a fantastic one Um, and then later on um, uh, the actress who plays Vasquez is on and yes, of course, yeah. she gets to talk about aliens as well as she uh, dies at the same time as Wierzbowski, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah. Well, that's later on. She dies in the uh, the air event. I'm talking like right at the beginning. Um, oh, the the dropship? Not because Vasquez dies uh, in the in the yeah, in the air right? shaft. Yeah, in yeah. the air shaft when they're Near not the supposed end. to be firing. Yeah, yeah. She's she. Uh, that was her first time. Uh, running into James Cameron, but James Cameron really likes her, and she's shown up in a uh, a couple of things, like she's um, uh, the mom in uh, Terminator mm-hmm. Two. Yeah, she plays um, uh, Call Off Wolfie. Yeah, the, Call Off Wolfie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's also in Titanic, if I'm not mistaken. She's like in st- steerage or something like that. She's she's yeah. in one of the <laughs> the bulkheads that gets sealed off while the ship is going <laughs> down. You're like, oh no. She she laughed because she got hired on Aliens to play this this tough uh, 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 this tough uh, well Vasquez right so yeah Latina Latino you ever been mistaken for a woman Vasquez I don't know yeah. have you <laughs> yeah and then in uh, in uh, in Titanic she's they put her in a like a like red hair wig and everything so she's playing like this Irish immigrant and as she likes to put it she's like no I'm Jewish I'm like five foot nothing Jewish woman <laughs> from from the East Coast sort of thing but uh, she hasn't done an act maybe she still acts a little bit but her big thing now is uh, she opened a couple of uh, bra brazier shops in L.A. that are Let's put it this way: If 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 uh, dudes pay the big money for the bespoke suits, oh. her whole thing is that they make the the absolutely made specifically for uh, for uh, one particular woman uh, bras, which is apparently a, a big problem. To the man's anybody who's ear? got a, the, no. the man, <laughs> anybody who's got a, a a wife or a girlfriend or whatever, you've probably heard at some point that. Off-the-shelf bras are, well, it's like buying an off-the-shelf suit, I guess. It's close, but not quite. Yeah, not custom tailored. Yeah, not custom fit. Which I learned from listening to that podcast. It's He's like huh. two or three years in now. There's Yeah, I mean, and, and he's, uh, he's a good interviewer. I mean, much like in the way that Chris, uh, Chris Stewart, you're Chris Stewart, uh, Chris I, that's Hardwick. Me. Hello. Uh, he, he does his interviews where it's just a conversation, like uh, yeah. Matt Gorley does the same thing. He's like, look especially with um, like Tom Wilson. He's like, I know that you've been asked these questions over and over and over again. I want to ask you these questions over here. And these are things that you have not answered. And this is a conversation you have not had uh, much like uh, Jeanette Goldstein. I think her name is the there we go. Plays Thank Vas- you. Vasquez. Yeah. Yeah. 
but but same thing. She has an what's it like to be a badass in a James Cameron movie? Everybody's asked me that, guys. Like, what else you got? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, a, so it's she, a good podcast. They talk about, you know, how they got the part and then, you know, what it's like on set and talks about working with other actors and all that. And yeah, yeah. lots of great stories yeah. come out of it. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's a particular it's, fave of mine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's not quite as aggravating as the Canon podcast. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> so, so check that out. Uh, the Ghostbusters episode should be coming up soon. But, uh, yeah, but hey, in the meantime, we have a full rundown of Ghostbusters stuff. For sure. what for what the audiences have tuned in and have demanded of us, Chris. These this is what the people have asked us to do, and that's the Ghostbusters talk, and we can do that. So uh let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, at least nine paragraphs worth. So that's there's still a lot of good Ghostbusters stuff going on here. We're gonna talk good Ghostbusters heavens. Day, we're gonna talk Playmobil, uh a whole lot of events. We have uh thank you so much to everybody who reached out to us who told us of all of the events that are going on. We're gonna get that signal boosted for all of you guys on all of the stuff that's happening this summer. So uh get ready for that. And uh yeah, I think let's we'll we'll jump into it, Chris. Here we go. We're gonna do some Ghostbusters chat. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. <laughs> That's what Marie always says. What are you guys talking about tonight? Ghostbusters? I'm like, <laughs> same as every week, sweetie. <laughs> Trying to take over the world, <laughs> and I know, I know, she's basically what she's asking is like, it's it's the implied. What about Ghostbusters? <laughs> I always leave it there. He's like, are you talking Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yes. You, you know that Again. there were only two movies, and those are about um, four <laughs> hours long, and you guys have done a hundred and eight or hundred and nine shows. Um, yeah. You're you're a growing man, like <laughs> uh, you're certainly grow. Sorry, grown man. Uh, you're a growing man. I sure am, but I'm going to the gym, honey. Uh, uh. Uh, what do we got? <laughs> hey, let's talk Ghostbusters Day. Oh uh, God, again? Because it's coming up. It's right around the corner. Uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters Day is coming up this week. Now, yeah. much like uh, Star Wars Day, which is uh, May the fourth. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because uh, Star Wars came out on May 25th. Uh, Ghostbusters, uh, June 8th is is Ghostbusters Day. Now, that is yeah. Ghostbusters 2 release date. Was that also Ghostbusters 1 release date? What was the release date no. of Ghostbusters? Brain fart. June 8th. June 8th is Ghostbusters. Both. So did both come? Oh, no. It was. No. So the first movie was June 8th. Second movie was the The second tw- one was in 20. July, was it not? Or was it later in the June? I think it was like the I can't 25th. remember off head. Here's where no, everybody you, yells at us like we're the canon podcast. No, but I know this because the premiere for the first movie was like a day or two earlier. Oh, okay. All right. So June 8th. So. But So at least it makes sense in terms of, of Ghostbusters where it's like June 8th is not like, hey, because it sounds like May the 4th. No, 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 no. This is, this is actual Ghostbusters Day. Uh, but it's coming up. It's right around the corner. It's happening this coming uh, week. As you are listening to this, which means we are not talking about the announcements that are happening on Ghostbusters Day, which is very sad. Uh, it is, it's it's a weird, unfortunate timing uh, scheduling <laughs> error here. Next week, next, next week. week, yeah. 
Um, but if you go back and you listen to last week's podcast, we did sort of speculate a little bit about what we thought we would be hearing on Ghostbusters Day. So uh, go revisit that episode. Um, in the meantime, quick recap. Uh, we don't think there will be that big of an announcement. We don't think there will be a release date for a live action movie. We probably don't think they're even going to announce the animated movie at this point. Uh, it will most likely just be uh, merchandising, licensing stuff, uh, you know, maybe some, some interactive stuff. But uh, I think this is the calm before the storm, before the next round of uh, yeah. hubbub, I guess is the best word for it. You know, we've, we know we have an anniversary coming just around the corner in 2019. I think we're going to get the announcements for the 2019 anniversary next year. So this is sort of the, Hey, everybody out, keep the lights yeah. on. Yeah. Two years out is too soon. Yeah. Like, too soon for announcements. That's, that's a lot of cooking time for with people staring. How's it going? Is it done? Is it done? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, June 16th was Ghostbusters 2. June 16th. I knew it was a little bit later, but I didn't know it was yeah. that, that soon. Whereas so. Ghostbusters 1 was June 8th, but it opened in uh, Westwood, California, June 7th. Oh, hey, there you go. June 7th. The old <laughs> Westwood Stallone. <laughs> no, he was There's, there. I'm not there kidding. are some great photos of Sylvester Stallone from the premiere. If you have not seen them, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Actually, the ones for Ghostbusters Two are not bad either. Like uh, Robert Downey Jr. when he was still dating uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, those those premiere photos. The first Ghostbusters. Well, the Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker was. Oh, you're, I think that was the first Ghostbusters. Sly, Sly Stallone was definitely the first one because he's in oh, his absolutely. like uh, Saturday Night Fever, um, you know. Uh, yeah. The good yeah, old Sly. Yeah. Cliffhanger was still a few years away. But, uh. <laughs> um, but so, yeah. So at any rate, so, okay. So that's, that is the true and proper Ghostbusters Day. It's Ghostbusters um, Day. It's not like Easter where it floats for whatever yeah, the Sunday is. No. no. June seventh. No. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's the middle of the week. Take the day off. Yeah, June. So I think it's uh, and then June 9th is uh, Bill and Ted Day, right? And so your boss can't get... stop you because it's a religious holiday, <laughs> or at least we say it is. <laughs> yes, you, we Sorry. we will fill it's, out any forms that are necessary for you guys. If you need them out there, if you need a a note, a religious note, or whatever, we'll 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 sign the forms, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> is it so? Is it a religious holiday? It's a spiritful holiday. Did you say spiritual? Yeah, that works. Yes. That works too. Uh, yes. Question mark. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, tune in next week. We're going to talk about the Ghostbusters Day stuff. We do. I mean, Ghost Core has been hyping it up. They did put it something yep. up on their Facebook page uh, that there will be some announcements on Thursday. That the eighth. There so. has been every every Ghostbusters Day. Yeah, and and even if it's. Look, we've, we've talked about Diamond Select toys. We've talked about uh, Playmobil toys. We know that there are a lot of licensing things that are out there. There will probably yeah. be a few of those announcements, plus probably yeah. something that will fill the time until we get another big announcement. So um, <laughs> they're, they're all, there are people that are in boardrooms, top men, if you will, uh, who are sitting and in women. That, and women, yes, correct. Jeez. Well, it's, it's the quote from the movie, sorry. Top men. But they, so they're sitting in that, that warehouse with the, the Ark of the Covenant, and they are planning all of this stuff out, and uh, we are not privy to it, unfortunately. So we know that there are there is a plan, there is a lot of stuff that's coming out, and 
we're just here to report the riot, guys. We're here to tell you when it comes out from from those top men and women, indeed, uh, because we know that there are, are some good people working on this stuff. So uh, tune in next week. We will have all of the Ghostbusters Day news that is fit to print. Uh, in fact, we will figure out an emergency recording schedule in order to do so. But we'll we'll talk about that offline, Chris. I don't know when we're going to sure. do that. Uh, but hey, in the meantime, uh, have you seen all of the Playmobil stuff that they've been putting out? Because they've been doing, you know, the, the Playmobil toys are out. They're on shelves. We've seen people at Toys R Us. We've seen them at your local mom and pop shop, uh, Amazon. Those orders are shipping. Uh, but Playmobil, they've put a lot on their website, including like coloring pages, comic yep. uh, books, uh, yep. interactive ID cards, things yep. things of this nature to get you engaged with uh, Ghostbusters Playmobil. Uh, lots of uh, little stage photos with other Playmobil sets yes. to go on yeah. Facebook and oh, Twitter. I mean, their social media has been killing it with like the, oh, yeah. the animated GIFs of it's like the castle play set where the Ghostbusters pull up and there's a ghost haunting the uh, the animated castle um, they're, they're really pumping a lot. I mean, it's, it's good because I think Playmobil has really, they've doubled down on the Ghostbusters license as look, we are, we are fully committed to this. We are behind this. We know that it's selling well. We know that we're going to, we're going to back it up with a lot of, of these play sets. And I think, was it like two or three weeks ago, Chris, where you were talking about that you hoped that they would sort of commit to this and, and do more sets. And I feel like that's going to be in the cards. I feel like that's something that they're going to be doing. Yeah, uh, more sets, and I still have a small hope that they'll do some sort of animated uh, stuff with the assets. I I noticed that Netflix and a couple other places have uh, other Playmobil movies. So, I mean, not quite the giant splash of Warner married to Lego to make all these animated movies, but uh, they're they're putting their foot in there, and you got Ghostbusters, don't waste it. Sure, yeah, and and I mean, based upon the way that they're not just the United States and North America uh, social media, but the UK and the Germany and and all of the international Playmobil uh, social media sites have really been engaging. So. I th- I think they're they're really committed to this, and I feel like they're gonna just sort of uh, do do what they can in order to promote this brand, which is gonna be a lot of a lot of fun to watch. So I I put some money down that they might be one of those side announcements on Ghostbusters Day. Oh well, that's a good idea. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, because we know that. So there's the mobile app. There's also a web based game. Uh, all of the sets which are already out. That's the other thing is mm-hmm. they could announce a second wave of, of toys. Um, yeah, a- absolutely. Especially knowing that we're coming right out of the licensing expo. Um, that's, that's a yep. really good, or even a holdover it's doing well. So they pop up and say, look, there's going to be a San Diego comic-con exclusive or something sure. and that, yeah. that kind of ties us over for a few months. Well, they uh, they get their ducks in a row for something else. Yeah, I mean, oh god, even if what uh, you know, what if there were Playmobil like short films or like a web series or something that that kind of yeah. tides us over until you know the uh, animated movies announced or the next live action movies announced or something. Um, yeah, there's yeah, so, so much to do. Good. Yeah, that's again so so much to do, so little time. But uh, well, let's see. Uh, Boy, am I am I reading this right? Everything on the rundown from this point forward is uh, personal appearances. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, welcome to the personal appearance episode of. I I guess the so. 
Well, I guess let's start with uh, let's start with Mr. Dan Aykroyd because he's yeah. he's here at the top of the rundown. Let's, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as the uh, personal publicity uh, assistants of Dan Aykroyd, Leslie Jones, Bill Murray, and Ernie Hudson, we will now be telling you about their personal appearances, which are coming forward from this point until winter or even next year. God, there's a lot, but uh, well, okay, let's start. Here's something you and I missed because I don't, I didn't. I feel like we didn't know about this until just now, and it is airing as we are recording this. Uh, but Dan Aykroyd is narrating The World Without Canada for uh-huh. the History Channel in Canada. Uh-huh. And uh, unfortunately, I'm geo-blocked. I can't watch the trailer. But uh, so, <laughs> That's so, what you get for locking up all your Comedy Central clips. <laughs> it's, it is. It's you just jerks. comeuppance, really. Um but so so yeah so Dan is is narrating the special on the History Channel which um as as best as I can figure it's a lot like the Day Without a Mexican uh, special where it's it's showing you know the um geographical the economical and even just the interpersonal um relationships that happen with Canadians on a daily basis where if this was not present in our lives this is the way that the world would be and uh you know especially uh, canada's uh, natural resources all of the exports and and uh, just how pleasant all of you canadians are chris like just the the good natured yeah. canadian way how very typical that we've made a documentary about uh you'd be sorry if we're gone eh and then we don't show it to you <laughs> exactly you can't watch it eh there you go but it's uh, very polite of you um it's very considerate of, of canada but uh <laughs> So, so at any rate, the uh, the series is going to be airing actually as we record this. So this past weekend, when you listen to this, so that means if you are in Canada, it is probably available on the History Canada website. If you are anywhere else, it is probably available on a streaming, uh, not kosher website near you. Uh, hopefully, it will be. Hopefully, it will be available uh, on a, a global scale at some point soon, so we can see just the effect that Canadians have on our everyday lives, Chris, you, you have an effect on my weekly life. I can tell you that man, like there's a week without taking, the Canadian, there's uh, no cross rip. That's how this I told, works. I told you, I'm not taking the blame for you listening to the, uh, to the, uh, the, the canon <laughs> at all. You're a big boy. That's, you made your own decision. My life would be better without you, Chris. <laughs> no, I take it back. I totally take it back. <laughs> yes, but they picked, um, uh, Leslie Nielsen's gone. Uh, otherwise, they probably would have picked him. Uh, they're not sh- well. Actually, that's a good indication that they are going to show it somewhere other than Canada. Is they got Dan Aykroyd? They, yeah, they got somebody who's who's globally appealing. And, yeah. Uh, otherwise, they would have picked you know Norman Pinsett or something like that. And you guys are like, but who? And it's like you've seen him. He's uh, been in some of your movies. You just, thing. you just don't keep track. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Thomas, and all of us are like the Wendy's guy. No, you oh, it's SCTV. Everybody knows who oh, Dave Thomas on. is. Yeah. He'd be a good pick too, actually. If only, if only. Where, where <laughs> is Dave? Come on, Dave and Rick. Come on out here. We need you guys. Working hard. That man's a hustler. That's true. It's very true. Uh, speaking um, of hustling, Mister Aykroyd is abroad right now. Do you do you have those dates? Where is he at right now? Uh, as of Monday, June fifth, which is the date this is supposed to go live. Although most likely, uh, if you're an early listener, you're you got twenty four hours. You're yes. probably listening on the Sunday, or we do. We or, put or, this up on Sunday for our our listeners abroad. Yeah, he's heading to Selfridges um, in London 
to sign to do some a Christian signing. Light vodka. Yeah. Ah. And then two days later, June 7th, he will be in Paris to sign some there. Wow. So if you hit the Crystal uh, Head Vodka website and go to events, they're they're listed there with everything, maps, times. Am, am I am I totally mistaken, Chris? Is this something that he rarely does? I mean, I know that he's always here in the U.S. He's in Virginia, Georgia, uh, yeah. Carolina, but uh, abroad, like in in Paris. Uh, I think he did it last year. But it's very rare. Like he, yeah. he, he'll go. He'll hit London. I don't know if he hit Paris last time. I think huh. he did two signings in London and then back. And then the is very infrequent. Let's put it that way. Oh, yes. shoot. He tends well, to do yeah. a lot of Canada and U.S. I wish we would have known uh, sooner. We could have could have forewarned you guys. But uh, so yeah. So if you're listening to this. Uh, on Sunday the fourth, uh, seek out the Crystal Head Vodka website. Go go meet Dan Aykroyd while he's in your neck of the woods because it is it's a rarity. I feel like he's randomly he's rarely across the pond. So uh, so check that out. Uh, let's see what else do we have on the uh, personal appearances list. Oh, Leslie Jones is hosting the BET Awards on June twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, very big news for her. She's she's going to be running an award show. That's that's always a a big that's honor. A- that's that's a big CV boost. Uh oh my god! And the next the next few things are nothing but Bill Murray. So it's it's like Leslie Jones is hosting the BET Awards on June twenty fifth, and then here's two pages on Bill Murray. That's right. Uh, well, pick where you so want to start. I guess let's start on the Brooklyn Bridge because this is one that he does uh, pretty frequently. He is going to be walking across the Brooklyn Bridge uh, for the twenty second annual Poetry Walk in Brooklyn. Uh, this is not a new thing because he, he's done this since like 96, I want to say. Um, so if you want to walk across a bridge with Bill Murray, uh, go go check that out. The annual poetry walk is, is coming soon. I think it's like the second week in June. So uh, if you're listening to this, you don't have much time. Chances are uh, because of social media and because of us boosting the signal even more, there's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, so if you, uh, if you want to partake in this, you want to get there early, you want to sign up, you want to do your due diligence, uh, so that you don't end up like the people that went to when Bill Murray was at his son's bar in Brooklyn and you were like two blocks away and couldn't even elbow your way up to the bar. Uh, so make sure that you, you act on that, uh, now, but there are things that he doesn't frequently do. Not not like poetry walks. I guess he frequently does. This was news to me until we did the rundown. But uh, he does not frequently appear at graduation ceremonies. This is a this is a new Bill Murray uh, enigma. This is something now he just shows up to random graduation ceremonies. I was going to say statistically, it was going to happen sooner or later. So. I mean, we we figured. Now this one, it sounds like it was pre-planned in the sense that the students of Ashley Hall in Charleston reached out to Bill Murray and said, "Hey, our student body has voted on who we want to be our speaker at our commencement uh, address, and it is you." And you know, with Bill Murray, you never know. Sometimes, however they reached out to him, he either says yes or he does not answer at all. Or he just shows up. He doesn't say yes or no, and he just shows up. Uh, this one, he did show up. He did give a great graduation speech, as far as we have heard from the student body at uh, Ashley Hall. Um, I have looked everywhere for video, Chris. I don't know if you have, too, but I have found none. Which Nothing. 
in this day and age where strange. everybody's got a cell phone, it's really weird. Um, so if you guys are out there, if you have seen or heard a link, please hit us up. But uh, I hear it was a great speech. I hear good things about it. I mean, it's Bill Murray. You have Bill Murray showing up to your high school graduation. How could it not be good? Let's let's just throw that out to you guys. But so anyway, so uh, if you have heard it, uh, please drop us a link so we can play it here on the show. Uh, more Bill news, Chris. Maybe maybe do you want to take this one? He is working on a cello album. I don't quite understand this one. We he he has been working. He's been doing a few not like quite. public performances, right? Yeah, and actually, I think as of us recording it, one's happening right now or perhaps tomorrow. Um, in typical Bill Murray style, he, <laughs> he he accidentally ran into one of the world's greatest uh, cellists. <laughs> like you do, yeah. Uh, I guess he, they were getting on a plane, if I read the article correctly. We're getting on a plane and... Um, uh, basically saw the guy with his cello and then joking, jokingly got in the guy's face and said, you're sure that's, sure that's going to fit in the overhead compartment <laughs> to which the guy completely, uh, befuddled that Bill Murray has showed up out of nowhere to taunt him about his cello. Also basically, like yes, deadpans back to him. No, it has a seat of its own. Cause I believe his cello is like worth millions or something. I would it's, imagine so. Yeah. I, the article didn't say, but I, if I recall correctly, I think he, it's a Stradivarius. Um, Hey, do you know what makes Stradivarius special? No, I, I don't. Are they made out of millennium Falcons? No, the, oh. the wood is, um, very special. It's water soaked and it kind of pushes out all the, uh, gunk and all that of the, the, the cells of the, the tree. Uh, it leaves them kind of hollow, so it makes them strong and light and gives them a resonance that wood uh, wood doesn't have. And uh, I know that because some guy who he spent his entire life diving in the Caribbean looking for old wrecks to find you know that Spanish galleon with gold, gave up, returned home to Canada, discovered that the local pond as an old mill uh, run had basically thousands of, of logs of hardwood logs that sunk to the, you lose a percentage every time you ran logs down the water into the lake, down the river, into the lake. And so he spent the rest of his life hauling them out because they basically had naturally been treated the same way as the Stradivarius. They had all been water soaked and they dried them out and he sold them for umpteen bazillion dollars. Yeah. Turn them into um, guitars and cellos and, Huh. And, uh, yeah, well, inexpensive Stradivariuses because it has that same resonance sort of thing. Yeah. I'm trying to find the gentleman's name. He's German. Um, Jan, Jan Vogler, the cellist? Is that? I believe technically he's probably Jan Vogler. But, uh, Jan Vogler, yeah. Is it with a V? Or, yeah. yeah. yeah he, Jan Vogler. He, um, and he's a jazz cellist, I think. He's not a classical cellist. He's, he's, um, yeah, mm. it's it's a jazz album. It's sort of a an experimental jazz, almost a quartet based upon the article in Vanity Fair. They're talking yeah. about how they have a lot of these these jazz musicians who are showing up to record on the album, and uh, so I get the impression that basically they'll play. Bill is going to accompany them by reading. Uh, this goes back to the walk across the bridge, uh, Hemingway uh, poetry. <laughs> Okay. A variety of things, and then, and then the article just says, and occasionally singing. It's like that doesn't tell as much. 
What, what well, are you talking about? I mean, it's Bill Murray. You you got to hand it to him. He will probably occasionally sing, no matter what well, you do. If you have this world class uh, uh, quartet uh, jazzing it up, why wouldn't he sing along? Yeah, but that's, exactly. That's how it all came together. Literally, the two of them, like Bill Murray, was uh, was just amazed that this thing was literally sitting in its own seat. That's the only way you hear about the poor guy that checked in his guitar with United and they smashed it and all that. It's like when these people travel, they do not check their instruments. Oh, and no. They will, they will pay for the seat and it will sit there. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Um, and then they got to talking on the flight and in typical Bill Murray style, a friendship formed and a crazy idea was hatched. And yeah, I guess there's a couple of performances that are just kind of, huh? testing the waters but they're in the process of because there's a photo of them in studio recording so i guess yeah they're they're recording an album which we know so this this vanity fair article says that they are recording an album and they're also preparing for a live concert at the festival napa valley which is happening in july which i take it as another kind of poetry um uh, probably wine festival being it's napa valley whoa 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 so you're (laughs) saying that bill murray is going to get on stage and do his thing at a wine festival. At a wine festival. That makes no sense. Among some of the biggest <laughs> golf courses in all of the United States of America. Probably uh, attended by the hoi polloi <laughs> and that he is quite often uh, golfing it up with. So it That's makes very true. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, they will be at the Napa Valley in July and then they will start a tour through California in October, so that's where uh, yours truly has started uh, anxiously looking at Ticketmaster yeah, and all no these kidding. places, trying to figure out where that's going to be. But um, so, at any rate, uh, good luck to Mr. Murray on his musical venture, because uh, you know, Lord, he needs that. He needs that guidance. He needs that luck. You know, I don't think Bill Murray is going to make it. He just needs some. Uh, he he just needs all of our collective uh, go get him statuativeness. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's Bill Murray, man. He can do it. I think the actual article is called I Can Never Bomb or something like that. Like, Bill Murray knows that no matter what he does, he can never fail. So, uh, who am I kidding? He does not need us guys. But but support him regardless because he's Bill Murray and he's awesome. Uh, I say as I'm wearing my William Murray baseball hat. Um, Hey, anyway, so uh, five-fifths of Ghostbusters. Let's get back into Ghostbusters chat. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about these guys in Chicago. They were doing a performance of, they called it five fifths of Ghostbusters. And it's, um, I think we determined Chris that it was five separate ensembles that were coming together to perform at yeah. least a good chunk of Ghostbusters, if not the entirety of the film. We, we, we were terrible. We, we forgot all of our, our grade school math cause it's called five fifths, <laughs> five fifths, uh, meaning one whole, the entirety yeah. as yeah. opposed to initially when we debated it as one fifth, one fifth. Oh one my fifth God. They're going to choose. Nope. Yeah. So, uh, so that, for the that fringe. Is, it's a, it was a fundraiser that they do every year, I believe. Yeah. And, and, and even last week we talked about the Toronto film, uh, fringe festival, which, uh, uh, the uh, confidence men, I believe they are called. They're working on their Shakespeare Correct. Ghostbusters uh, adaptation. So, but anyway, so five fifths of Ghostbusters. Uh, they had their performance this past week. It ended with one of their city council members being doused with a bucket of slime. So, if that's any indication as to how the show went, it sounds like it went really well. Uh, so, so congratulations to them. I wish that we would have. 
We would have known about that a little bit sooner. We could have jumped on it, but uh, have no fear. Uh, the confidence men have heard us. They have heard the podcast. They reached out to us. They were very gracious and said, uh, you know, thanks, thanks for boosting their signal. They will be on the podcast soon, uh, coming up here on the Crossrip. So, uh, if you are ever curious as to what it takes to uh, put on a Shakespeare adaptation of Ghostbusters. Have no fear. We're going to talk to those guys uh, oh. shortly before their their tickets go on sale here in June. Let's correct that before they rescind our thanks. It's oh, the no. coincidence men. The coincidence. What did I say? The confidence men? Confidence men. Confidence men. It's the con uh, men, you know? <laughs> if you hit uh, coincidencemen.com, uh, there's info on it. But uh, uh, we have it here. Toronto Fringe Festival, Tarragon Theater, July 6th, 8th, 10th, 11th, 13th, 15th, and 16th. So, and tickets should be on sale now as you listen to this. So, uh, check, check that out. And, and as I said, we will have them on the show, uh, coming, coming soon. So, uh, we don't know how many of them. We may have the whole ensemble here. And I, I don't know how that's going to go because, um, my, uh, my pentameter is not so good, Chris. My (laughs) pentameter game is weak. They have they have it on their site here. I pray beseech the audience fair to hear, hear this tale of actions rare. If spirits be the problem that troubles thee most, whom wilt thou call? The busters of ghosts. <laughs> Rhymes See, and everything. Here's here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna have them on the show, Chris, and then we're just gonna let them do their thing. We'll just we'll we'll roll tape. We'll let them uh, whatever they want to do and. Uh, <laughs> we'll let them entertain the people because I, I just, I can't keep up with that. That's really good. Uh, so yeah. So, uh, so check that out. Make sure, uh, the, the Toronto fringe festival coming up soon. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Jacob. Oh my God. Jacob at the circle city ghostbusters. Uh, J- Jacob is one of those guys who, every time we ask you guys to, uh, send us, uh, events that are happening, things that you guys are working on. Uh, he is one of the most diligent uh, ghost heads out there. Uh, n- without fail, on a Monday, he will send us a rundown of everything that the Circle City guys are working on. And uh, we definitely want to boost the signal for those guys. So um, on Saturday, June 10th, just right around the corner here, there is a free showing of the original Ghostbusters film at the Hamilton East Public Library in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, that the Circle City Ghostbusters will be attending. That will start at 5.45 p.m. Uh, it's I know it's a little short notice, so make sure you check that out. If you miss the June 10th screening, on Tuesday, June 13th, the Circle City guys are extremely busy because three days later they will be showing Ghostbusters 2 at the Flicks Brew House in Carmel, Indiana. And uh, same thing, Circle City guys will be there. That starts at 7 p.m., uh, Jacob, even in his email, he says, Oh my God, how cool is that? They are showing ghostbusters two on a big screen. And he is absolutely right. That is something that very infrequently happens. Uh, so if you have the opportunity, if you're in the end in Indiana area, uh, go check that out, go support the circle city guys, go support ghostbusters two being up on the big screen. Uh, they will undoubtedly, because they are the circle city ghostbusters be doing some fundraising as well. So, uh, make sure you come with uh, a little bit of cash. They will probably be raising uh, money for a local, um, you know, they usually do children's hospital, local charities. They're, they're very cool guys. So, uh, so hats off to them. Uh, and then they would also like to boost the signal that they will also be raising money for charity at the Indie PopCon 
July 7th through 9th at the Indiana Convention Center. So uh, I guess what I'm saying, Chris, is the Circle City Ghostbusters very busy <laughs> from now until August. And then they I, can rest. I think a lot of groups are, but they don't send in their lists to this us. This is true. So yeah. There you go, kids. You guys, you guys want to have us? That's what you get. Do you want us praise you for being as as busy as the Circle <laughs> City guys are? Send us your emails. Let us Send know. Us. Let us know. So yeah, don't check, make check us them dig. out. <laughs> don't make us dig. Circle City don't Ghostbusters, uh, Facebook and Twitter. They have all of the information up there. Um, also, uh, close personal good friend of the podcast. Not really, unfortunately. Ernie Hudson. Uh, has been proud to announce that he is heading to the Saskatoon Comic and Entertainment Expo this <laughs> September. Uh, so uh, Saskatoon. Uh, sh- what's the Ruby Vroom line? Oh no, I ruined it. Anyway, there was a great there's a great Ruby Vroom. Uh, don't worry about it. Anyway, Ernie Hudson will be at the Saskatoon Comic and Entertainment yeah. Expo this September. Tickets are on sale for that now. They put a little trailer up on their website, but I know. Ernie's really excited about that. I think he's he's excited to be going to a place that he hasn't been before. Yeah, giant round of applause to the uh, the Calgary Comic Con organizers because that's the same group that puts on the Saskatoon uh, one. They do the Edmonton one, and I think there might be one more, maybe Winnipeg or something. And they've been growing and expanding, and they're some of the the biggest uh, conventions. Uh, in Canada lately, uh, they managed to do things like get Sigourney Weaver to show up or Ernie Hudson to show up. <laughs> sure. Where, yeah. Whereas year after year after year, the uh, whoever does the uh, fan expo out of Toronto, their their Vancouver one is kind of. Is the Vancouver <sighs> one happening anymore? I, I think that uh, it sounded like that was going away based on the way that you were talking about it last time. It sounded like nobody was supporting it. What what happened? No, no, it was it was on hold because their their first move was let's put ourselves uh, basically back to back with uh, the Emerald City Comic Con. Oh, okay. And then yeah, wonder why right. uh, nobody from Seattle's coming up for the convention. Um, so then they they waited like a year and a half between them to reset it into November because you know, nothing happens in November and <laughs> Vancouver is beautiful that time of year. It It is. It's, I, it's, I can it's, personally attest to that as I have gotten pneumonia the, in Vancouver. Yeah, and possibly the best time to go outside in your, uh, <laughs> your sailor moon cosplay to get some pictures out on the, sure. on the wharf. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so congrats. Congrats, Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Yeah. Well done. Uh, well, so uh, at any rate, uh, thanks for joining us here on the personal appearances uh, cross rip <laughs> episode of the podcast. Uh, it's no, it's it's very good that all of uh, all of our our uh, Ghostbusters alumni, all of the people that are out there that have been actors in the films. We know a lot of the voice actors have been out there hitting the convention circuit. Uh, you know, uh, it's just super cool that you guys are out there getting your chances to to meet these actors behind the uh, films. And uh, like the Circle City guys, you're out there, you're raising some money from for charity and and doing that hustle. So, uh, you know, our our hats are always tipped to you guys. And however we can help you, we are always here. Uh, we're we're absolutely willing to help you guys. Just let us know, and especially as at much uh, as much advance notice as you as you can give. That's that's always good. But uh, 
Uh, I think that's it. I'm I'm going through the rundown. Did we miss anybody? I mean, I saw that Animaniacs might be coming back, so Maurice LaMarche and a few of the uh, real Ghostbusters uh, veterans might be. Yeah, they might be into that. But uh, Rob Paulson is that Rob the other Paulson? name? Rob Paulson. Yeah, I think did Tara Strong do any voices on Animaniacs? I don't, I don't think, think so. I'd be very surprised if she wasn't yeah. in the mix this time. Uh, Rob Paulson was, uh, he did some extreme Ghostbusters ones, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Came on late, but uh, yeah, so so Animaniacs, that's coming back. But I think that's I think yeah. that covers all the ground. Uh, I mean, at least until next week, after Ghostbusters Day, who knows? Maybe everybody will be doing a world tour uh, to a mall yeah. near you. Uh, Tiffany will be performing along <sighs> with... Uh, uh, Ah, the mall tour phenomena. I'm wondering if uh, one of the announcements, maybe for Ghostbusters Day, maybe about uh, maybe about a certain documentary that we've been waiting on for a while. Now that I think about it, oh, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, it's about that time. Cause it's it about that be... time. They, I mean, now we say that it was supposed to be coming right around the corner, but uh, the clean up the town guys, they've been working on that for a while. So if you're talking about that particular documentary, <laughs> I don't know. It was supposed but, to be summer, and I would like to argue that June 8th, summer. So, still summer, still summer. And we know that they split it into two films now, which uh, yeah. I think, think is a wise idea, knowing how much information and how much uh, material they had. So, uh, so maybe they're going to let yeah. us know uh, what's up with that. Yeah, where, there you go some dates or something that'd be well, yeah. Right, well yeah stay stay tuned on that front maybe we'll have more on that next week it's as well. not the craziest thing i've ever said so <laughs> it's really it no, is not we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742 that's 4702-GBHQIC we also have a facebook page and twitter accounts Friends is dead no kidding just give me the address Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris. Well, uh, we're coming into, we're rounding the corner, uh, heading for home, coming in for our final thoughts. Uh, before, before I turn the spotlight over to you, I do want to tease people with a little something, Chris, that you and I have been working on. We are just putting the final touches on it, but I kind of want to start the hype machine now, if you're, if you're okay with that. Sure. Uh, we have... Now, you, you may have noticed that we do not have sponsors on the show anymore, and uh, we are incredibly thankful for our sponsors, uh, everybody that supported us to get this, this podcast off the ground. Uh, we are not going to be doing the, uh, the Patreon route or all of the, the places that say, hey, support us for you know a dollar a week so you can have a Chris and Troy eat a meal and, and clothe them. No, uh, we're not going to do that, but... We have something exciting planned for you guys that's coming right around the corner here, probably after Ghostbusters Day, if not a, a week or two afterwards. But uh, we have exclusive Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip t-shirts that have a, 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 an original design 
by Dan Shoning himself. Dapper Dan Shoning. Shoning. These will be uh, the first annual, we might make this a, an annual thing, uh, interdimensional crossrope t-shirts. Those are coming soon, so uh, stay tuned here to the crossrope to find out when you can buy yours, what they will be, how you can get yours. Uh, that's that's all information that is coming soon, but they're very cool. They're, uh, I, I'm anxious to actually order one for myself, if that says anything <laughs> for you guys, because I want to wear my own t-shirt, which... I think it's very self-serving, but at the same time, they're really cool. Dan really outdid himself, and and we thank him. Uh, God, Dan, uh, you know every every Monday afternoon, every Monday night, when we get a message from you and you say that you listen to the show while you're working on the the comic book, uh, it just I, I I I'm humbled by you, man. Thank you so much for your support, and uh, this is something that Dan did out of the. Uh, the generosity and the graciousness of his heart to help us out to keep the the crossrope going. So uh, thank you so much to Dan. Uh, for all of you that are out there listening, it's going to be an awesome T-shirt. So make sure that you uh, you tune in to find out how you can own one of your own. Uh, but until then, Chris, I think you have a, a final thought or a final comment. So <laughs> sure, Adriana, I'm sorry I called you Andrea last episode. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Ontario Ghostbusters, but I have the worst luck about screwing up their names. We're gonna we're gonna issue corrections <sighs> only for yeah. the Ontario folks. Yeah. Every, everybody else, whatever. <laughs> the guy the Ghostbusters of British Columbia, um, what's his name? Tim and uh, Brian. Whatever guys. I don't whatever. But uh <laughs> No, I did the same thing with Briley, remember? Like I I got what do, what what do people want me to say? I'm tired. I'm old. They're I'm, from Montreal, right? Isn't that uh, where? They're... Yeah, Briley, not of Montreal, <laughs> and the den mother of the Ghostbusters uh, not of Ontario, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, not called Andrea. <laughs> now, in my defense, those two names are. Come on, those are those are just different versions of it. I'm pretty sure if I looked it up, but uh, and that's about it. As far as they go, like I, I have a sloppy brain when it comes to this stuff. I have an NSA level uh, brain when it comes to <laughs> facial recognition, but I'm useless. But names because I can't yeah. put it. Like there's no name retention to go with it. It <laughs> took me seven years to spell Paul Rudolph's name right. That guy was posting stuff all the time, and I posted over in Proton Charging, and I was spelling it wrong constantly. Rudolph, yeah, that always got Rudolph. Me. Yeah, and then. The other day, I'm like trying to try. What's his? It starts with a B. B B B B B B. Try B B B B. And it how, literally how took many me fifteen years. How it many took me years? fifteen seconds to yeah. reach into my brain and pull out Benjamin. So right. I, I forgiven, forgiven. Adriana, I'm sorry. Uh, but and and uh, in Chris's defense to everyone out there, there there are a lot of names, there are a lot of faces, and especially after last year, uh, I, I, I know, felt I know. awful yeah, after well. last year where I was like, hey, you, oh my god, no, I know you, I know that I know you, I've seen your that's photo, what makes I it worse. can't remember who you are. Yeah. I know Adriana's name. It's it's not like I don't know her name. It's just whatever in the. The conversation because we were kind of moving fast through the Shakespeare and, and talking about the coincidence men and all that. And uh, when she brought it up, I was actually mad at you for a second because I believe, like, I, I thought I had mentioned off air 
that she was uh, uh, helping connect us to the coincidence. Man. Oh no, and yeah, that like, happened after the fact. And yeah, then, and then yeah. I'm like, no, actually, no, it's in the in the middle. But anyways, we're just we're blowing through stuff, and I yeah, name reached out, grabbed name. I, I missed. Whoops. I'm sorry. It happens. We're, we're only human. I mean, it's, again. No, 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 it, no, no. It's not. It's not. It happens. It will happen again. It will happen again. I'm so sorry. If you listen, to all of you, d- listen. Go happen. listen to the Canon <laughs> podcast and tell me how many things they got wrong, and then come back and talk <laughs> so, to me again. So, so, so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then the best part was is, so last time I'm like. Uh, Briley, blah blah blah, Ghostbusters Montreal. First person out the gate, like m- Monday 8 a.m. on Twitter. I <laughs> was Adriana's like, What are you talking about? He's with us. Blah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm an sorry. idiot. And this time, it's like, it's like literally, it's like I get a message from her, Where did you get this Andrea from? I'm sorry. And then, literally, in the background, Briley shows up, What do you mean, Andrea? I'm like, Ah! So, the the so correct Ontario's response to that crew. was. Well, Andrea is the um, the awesome name that I have for my best friends. <laughs> no, from Ooh, now on, my response no. will be new phone. Who this? <laughs> who this? New Chris. Um, who this? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. New New Chris. Who's this? But also, no, I, I, I think I saw Mr. Mertens. Is is he doing something? Is that was that something uh, we were talking about? Oh, he's, Loitering. I mean, Actually, he's always um, doing. Brandon Mertens is always doing something. Let's be honest. Uh, he's skulking in the shadows. Uh, uh, so well, ignore him because I think the spotlight on this one is on longtime Ghosthead. I mean, because this is another name that goes all the way back to ugh, most of the twenty years. Uh, Mr. Kevin James. I think Kevin's probably oh, been lurking around about as long yeah. as the rest of us. Yeah. Um, and like. Um, more than a few, uh, like Brendan Mertens and Mr. Hank Braxton and all that. Um, uh, Ghostbusters played a part in inspiring um, quite a few uh, fans of the movie to want to make movies of their own, and Kevin is in the middle of making a documentary. Right, and they're looking and for our help on Indiegogo? Or is it Kickstarter? It's Indiegogo, isn't it? It's Indiegogo. Yeah. It's um, it's called uh, uh, Not for Resale. Um it's a documentary about uh, like mom and pop video stores, like uh, not just selling uh, new but used, and they're kind of they're kind of a weird thing. Like they, on the one hand, they're kind of fading away, but the ones that remain are growing stronger. Like it's sure. a yeah. I'm not sure what angle they're taking, but my perspective has always been that they're kind of Highlander esque, or oh, uh, no, yeah. that uh, the Jet Li movie, the one. The one, so, yeah. So every, every well, time they, one dies, they they like the rest grow marginally stronger. Um, or or because, somehow they continue to remain. Like when you see the ones that uh, Dinosaur Dracula goes to, and you're like, how is yeah. that still? It's a VHS rental place. How is that still in business? I don't understand. Yeah, well, because it turns out it's like the the demand isn't entirely gone. So as long as you're still alive, it, you know, every time one kicks off all that demand then funnels over to you and we find ourselves in this weird space now that the because um, uh, I think one of the angles they'll be looking at is we're now kind of in a digital download age and nobody's sure how that's going to fly like because that stuff is intangible it could go away tomorrow like if Valve collapses what happens to all of our Steam games right, right? like right. Um, 
don't panic. It's not falling. <laughs> Relax. So I, hold on. Hold on, everybody. I'm worried somebody out there is like reaching, here. reaching for like the the, the borax or something. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It was <laughs> no. just a hypothetical. Um, but the you know the last twenty five years or so have been solidly physical media, and the the systems are quite robust and gamers still like to play these old games like all the way back to like well the atari like frankly people still collect the old atari 2600s yeah. and the old carts for them right so but you end up with this is this secondhand market that technically is not allowed but what does atari care right like it's not interfering with their sales or anything on yeah. the stuff they're doing now so anyway so kevin's got this um uh this documentary going on uh i think he's out east is he in Massachusetts? I believe he's Massachusetts area. And, yeah, um, I think you're correct. So yeah. he's in Beth- Bethesda's backyard. And, uh, you know, PAX East is out there and all that. And I know, according to what I read um, on their campaign stuff, they're uh, largely there. Like, I think they want to add in some extra and get a few extra people to round it out. But they've... They undertook it themselves, they underwrote it themselves, and they've got everything they need for the most part. And now it's about um, crossing T's, dotting I's, and you know, getting a good sound mixer and yeah, I don't know, fin- editing support or whatever film. it is. Yeah. Post production. Post. Fix it in post. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's got um, an uh, Indiegogo campaign to get a little help on that. And uh, yeah. Uh, much like ghost heads and stuff like that, I'm kind of uh, kind of pleased with all yeah, the good, ghost good heads that our, are our fellow ghost heads uh, f- yeah. crossing the finish line on their projects of their own. Yeah, uh, and you yeah. actually, I should have put you on that list with Hank and Paul and Kevin and yeah, all that because, of course, that's the waters you run in as well. I I make a paycheck. It's all right, but yeah, no, Kevin, if you guys need help, uh, reach reach out to me, and I'll I'll reach out to you guys as well. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it- Go to GameStoreDoc.com. So G-A-M-E-S-T-O-R-E-D-O-C.com. Yeah, and they've got a really great trailer up there uh, where they're they're doing the crowdfunding and, and how you can help them out uh, to cross the finish line. So, yeah, go check that out. Help out Kevin. Help out Brendan. <laughs> uh, help these guys cross the finish line. It's, it's a great documentary. I'm sure it's, it's uh, like Chris, you were saying, it's... it's uh, a subject that's near and dear to all of our hearts. If you're probably listening to this yeah, podcast, I know, I, know, so. I know Ghostbusters and video game Ghostbusters fans and video game fans. Those Venn diagrams don't overlap. They really much do at a all, little but, uh, bit, just a little. A tad. Uh, and the trailer, actually, I, I recommend everybody go have a look at the trailer, anyways, because what they have shot and what they have in there, it looks great. Yeah, yeah, it looks amazing. A lot of cool, rare things in the backgrounds, and and a yeah. lot of great things that are being said. So yeah, go Quality. go check that out. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, again, uh, cannot stress enough. If you guys need us to help you boost the signal on anything, please let us know. Uh, next week we will be back talking about, uh, Ghostbusters day. Anything that is fit to print will be here on the podcast on Monday. That is for certain. Uh, and until then we look forward to hearing all of those announcements with you guys, uh, Hand, hand in hand, side by side, we're going to hear all of this uh, stuff uh, with you guys as well. So hopefully cool announcements here to come this week, and we will be here to wrap them all up and summarize them all for all of our listeners next week. Until then, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, you're going to be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh,
Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to love it. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird. Adriana, I'm sorry.